Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. No, listen, um, guys, you know, I, I think five years from now, you're going to tell that you had Jeff Struss come to your youth group and people say, no way, that guy came to your youth group. Jeff, Jeff has preached the gospel all over the world with miracles, signs, and wonders. He's, uh, he's not just a pastor, he's a revivalist. So I'm telling you tonight, get your faith up. I think you're all going to have an encounter with God and you're all going to get an impartation. So make some loud noises and stuff for Jeff. Come on up, Jeff. Thank you, guys. Ben, 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 Ben. Us, us, us. I don't know yet. Well, good evening, everybody. You guys doing good? Rock on. So uh, the first time I ever came to Life Center here in Harrisburg was in this building. And I think it was, was this the old stage? And you guys just put it over there? Yeah, the stage was right there. And my wife and I, we had just gotten married. And. You got, there was a guest speaker from England, and he cl- had my name written down on a piece of paper and called me out of the, out of the crowd. And <laughs> this was my first Sunday there. And, but I had driven from two hours away in Maryland because I heard that there was a place that loved Jesus in Harrisburg. And I really wanted to be around people that loved Jesus. And my wife and I, we, were, we had just gotten married like a few months ago. And this guest speaker, he has my name written down on it, that I was newly married that God was going to use us for revival, all, I mean, like, all this stuff, and uh, I don't know if you guys do this to, to the first-time guests, but he had me stand in front, and the whole church, because this is where the church, this was the church sanctuary, and he threw water on us. First-time guests. <laughs> do you guys do that at the youth group? No, no, well, maybe. You got to really know it's the Lord, you know, but he threw water on us, and he got, he got the water ready, and I knew he was going to throw water on me. And I was a new husband, and I was trying to be husbandly, and I looked to my wife. I said, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, ne-, the guest speaker rebuked me in front of the whole church. He goes, never apologize when God shows up. I said, okay. <laughs> and then he threw water on us, and he threw water on us, and then he went, he didn't touch us. He just went, Psh! and we fell out, and then we're stuck to the ground at the front of the church and he walked around us this is my first sunday there welcome to life center and he's i'm on the ground and he's walking around and and we're stuck on the ground holding hands and he also had me hold hands with a guy i had never met before he thought he wanted to pray for all of us so it's the guy i never met before me and my wife we're all holding hands wet at the front of the church and i had to come back <laughs> and so my wife and I, we actually drove for three years. We would drive two hours every Sunday morning to be here because we were hungry for God. And we wanted to be around people that were hungry for Jesus. And, um, and you know, uh, when my wife and I got married, we were, we were young. We were 20 years old. Is anybody, anybody 17 here? Anybody 18, right? So, like, when, I was tw- when we were 20, we got married. And, like, wow, we're so young. But we were like, we want to follow Jesus and be radical and do crazy things. And, um, and we have. <laughs> We've done crazy radical things. And, you know, when we got married at first, I was um, serving tables. And uh, I would... I would lead people to Jesus at the restaurant, and then I'd say, okay, you received Jesus? They said, yeah. I said, that's good. Now you've got to go to church. They said, okay. I said, I'll pick you up at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we get back around 3 (laughs) p.m. And I would drive people from Maryland. I would would pick them up. They said, where's church? I said, Harrisburg. And I would just drive people up here. And you know what would happen, guys? They would encounter Jesus, and they would be weeping, and they would say, this is the best day of my life. Come on, somebody, for Jesus. Come on. But, you know, it, you know for me, though, I, I grew up around church, you know, and, um, and I just, um, I'm so grateful I get to share with you guys tonight because Jesus saved me. Like, in my high school, I was, by the time I got to high school, I was totally a mess, totally a wreck. I had grown up around church, but I wasn't, I didn't have church inside of me, you know. I didn't have you know, what I saw happening here tonight. And I was, by the time I was a senior in high school, 
I was just like totally jacked up. I was totally jacked up. I was addicted to all types of stuff. And I was scared. And I was scared because like, like I had grown up around church, right? So I knew I had heard the stories, you know. But I, I hadn't gotten it inside of me yet. And, uh, and, and because I had just like totally rejected like purity and wholeness and just freedom, I became enslaved to all types of stuff, you know. And uh, I'm, my wife and I, we have, we have four kids, you know. Now I, I'm walking, you know, my son Judah, he's 12, you know. He's in youth group at Life Center Lynchburg, you know. And so we talk about stuff. But, you know, it's just like there's lots of different ways you can get snatched by stuff. And I, re- I got slammed. I, I, I totally got trapped. By the time I was a senior in high school, I was scared. I was scared because, like, and I, I hope this is no, I hope nobody here can identify with this. I hope nobody here can identify with what I'm saying. But, like, I had gotten so messed up, I was scared just to be alone because, like, my mind, like, was, like, shot. Like, it was just scary to be in my brain. And I was desperate, like, for something real and something that could set me free. And so I, I didn't, like, I didn't, like, really believe in Jesus, but I, I somebody had given me a Bible. And so for, in, in, my, uh, in my high school, I was so depressed. My, uh, check out, this is bad, you guys know. My girlfriend broke up with me and started dating my best friend. Come on, man. Come on, don't do me like that. <laughs> but that's what happened. And, like, so my high school world was, like, falling apart falling apart and i was like this big goofball and you might say you're still a goofball i might be a goofball i'm a goofball for jesus now but back then i was just straight up goofball and i was like all into acting and but by the time i was a senior in high school i had a full ride scholarship for acting waiting for me and all i wanted to do was just make funny movies and just live life for me you know but i was depressed and i was broken so i took this bible someone gave me and instead of eating because I, I was depressed, you don't. You know, sometimes you're depressed, you don't want to eat. Instead of eating, I went up to my high school library, and I sat down, and I plopped open the Bible. And it's funny, you know what book I opened to? It has to do with how we open the service. Proverbs. I opened up the Proverbs. Come on, just FYI, a lazy man does not rub oil all over his body. I've read it. it that's not in there. But anyways, <laughs> that was uh, one of those ones up there, the tricky ones. But uh. Anyways, okay, get rid of that mind picture. And, and so anyways, I, I, took, I took the Bible and I just plopped it open. It opened up the Proverbs because it's like in the middle of the book. And I just started reading. And so check this out, guys. I'm, I'm by myself in the back of this high school library. I am not walking with Jesus at all. Like I am, I'm like the poster child of the guy you don't want to be. I'm totally jacked up, totally in bondage. I'm scared. And I open up to the book of Proverbs, and I start reading. And as I'm reading, it all of a sudden, like the whole atmosphere in my library, in that that public high school library, changed. And it felt like like a waterfall of of love started crashing over me. And I'm I'm in the back of my high school library, and I like you know. When you're, like, a guy in high school, you you probably shouldn't, like, be going around weeping, you know? Like, but, like, God found me in the back of this high school library, and, guys, I just broke, broke, started weeping, bawling, ugly crying, <laughs> you know, snot and weeping, and, uh, and there's nobody talking to me, nobody leading me through it, but God invaded my world. Like, he totally invaded my world. And it was wild because, you know, you guys get to come to a place like this, and there's people around, Josh and Ben and all these other leaders that just want you to know Jesus and want you to know what it's like to walk with the Holy Spirit. And, like, I know what it's like not to walk with the Holy Spirit and to try your best to, you know, make your way through life, and it doesn't work without God. And I sat there in the back of my high school library, and the pre- I didn't even know it was the presence. You guys probably have words, you know, the anointing, the presence, the oil, I mean, whatever, the swirl, whatever you call it. I didn't know what it was. 
I just knew it was God. And I knew it was love. And I knew I didn't deserve it. And I knew that everything that I thought was love was just a cheap imitation of what I was encountering that night. And because my girlfriend broke up with me and started dating my best friend, I had so much free time. I was so available. <laughs> I was so available, guys. <laughs> and so I, but I encountered this waterfall of love, this liquid love. And I had to take, I took my Bible home and I went into my bedroom and I would just sit on the floor and I would just say, I would open my Bible and I would just say, God, I want to know you. And I would just sit there and I was driving up to be with you guys tonight. And I was just weeping in my car thinking about you guys and being with you guys. And I would sit on the floor in my bedroom and I'd say, God, I want to know you. And he would come like his presence would just start filling me. And I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know all the words. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was the Holy Spirit, guys. I just knew it was God. And I knew it was better than anything I had ever tried before. And I had tried quite a few things. And so I would read the Bible and I learned, oh, this is the Holy Spirit. This is the love of God that doesn't disappoint, that God's pouring out in our hearts. And then his presence would come and just keep coming. And I would just lay on the ground. And the waterfall of love would just crash over me. And sometimes I'd lay there for an hour, two hours, three hours. Remember, girlfriend, best friend, dating. Lots of free time. I would just spend my free time with Jesus. And then I was in a service like this and I was watching. What's your name? I was watching somebody like Carissa play guitar and I had this thought. I can do that. That's what I thought. Now, I didn't know it, but that was a gift of faith. It came on me. I looked at I looked at. Well. You know, bizarro Carissa, because it wasn't really Carissa. It was, you know, yeah. But anyways, I mean, she wasn't there. But, it, it, you know, I looked at the person playing the guitar, and I said, I could do that. And I went out, and I bought a guitar, and I realized, like, most of the songs that we sing have, like, three chords in them. And I learned those three chords, maybe four. And I learned those four chords, and I would get alone in my bedroom, and I would play my, those four chords. And I would sing to Jesus. And my family, like they were believers, but they had no grid for what was going on. They said, what's wrong with Jeff? <laughs> then they said, Jeff's dating his guitar. <laughs> I wasn't dating my guitar. I was dating the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that I would stay in my room. And I would play those four chords. <laughs> And I didn't have Facebook or Elijah list or email lists. I didn't know of anybody that had ever done this ever before. But I had the Bible and I had the Holy Ghost and I had my four chords and a guitar. And God would show up. And then, and then amazing things started happening. I would pray for people and people would get healed. People would get delivered. Like... Like, remember, guys, just like a few minutes ago, right? I was this broken, depressed, addicted young man. And then in a moment, God just snatches me up, and then he just starts filling me with his love. But, but he doesn't just stop there. He, he fills me with his love, but then he uses me to do things I never even thought were possible i would spend time in my room just reading the bible and i don't know do you guys have bibles or smartphones or something yeah you got something okay check out john 17 verse 3 because like i had been around church enough to know john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life eternal life i had grown up in the church i knew john 3 16 like jesus came so you don't have to die and go to hell like i i had i knew that but i didn't know it enough to it wasn't inside of me yet and then but then i i met god in the back of my high school library and then i read john 17 3 
And Jesus tells us what eternal life actually is. And he says, and this is eternal life, that they may know God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. And this knowing of God is not just something like, I know, I know enough answers on the math test to, to pass, or, you know, I know what the weather's going to be like this week. It's experiential. You get swallowed up inside of the love of God. I would spend time alone with the Lord, and uh, he would start talking to me. Angels would start showing up when I prayed. And I had heard about revivalists that prayed this prayer, God, burn eternity on my eyes. And so I started praying. I said, God, burn eternity on my eyes. I said, show me heaven or show me hell. I don't care. Just burn eternity on my eyes. Now, remember, guys, I had no grid. Like, I didn't have anybody leading me through this. It was just God showing up in my bedroom, rescuing me. I was doing the best I could to make high school fun with all of my ideas. He rescued me out of it and filled me with perfect love, perfect peace. The craziness inside of my brain, it started quieting down. And I started, I started living in a place where I could feel his love for me. I'd walk through the halls of my high school and I would just talk to Jesus. And I would talk to Jesus. And then this little revival broke out in my high school. And all these kids gave their lives to, lives to Jesus. And some of those kids are pastoring now. And people are still loving Jesus be, because of that. About a month or two after that, the church I was attending, they didn't have a youth group. And a couple of us were like, we want a youth group. And I'm like 18, so I'm like, bar- like I'm bar- I should barely be in the youth group. But I'm in the youth group. And the first night of the youth group, we all got in a circle. There was about 12 of us, you know, some adults, some kids. And we all grabbed hands. And I looked at the, um, the worship leader because he had been saved like six months longer than everybody else. I said, well, John, you should probably pray. <laughs> He's the worship leader, right? He should pray. And so I said, John, you should pray. And we all got into a circle. This was the first night, pre-service prayer. We got into a circle and he went, dear God, and that was the end of the prayer. The presence of God fell in the room. People started falling over. Hardcore, no catchers. People just started falling out. <laughs> Come on. It wasn't charismania. It was just the glory of God coming in. And man, a, a revival broke out in that youth group. We would start leading, playing in worship. And remember, these are, I mean, these, it, was, it was like this. It was like 12 to 18. I mean, so these are just normal, normal middle and high schoolers coming together. But the glory of God started showing up. The kid that would be my best friend, he came in one night, uh, suicidal. He was uh, 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 dropping LSD and ex- all this horrible stuff. I mean, had tried to kill himself a few times. And he just came into the presence. And he, I remember I could take you in the room where he fell. He fell to his ground and just started weeping. And demons started leaving him. Nobody laid hands on him. Nobody did anything. And the glory of God would come so strongly and so powerfully. All the members of the worship team would fall out. We ended up propping up the keyboardist. We said, everybody else can fall out, but you can't fall out. You're the keyboardist. <laughs> And hours, the glory of God would just fall on the place. People would get healed, delivered, set free, saved. I remember one night, you know, adults, they were spo- we, we, had wor- we had youth group on Friday nights back then, and, and uh, th- it was supposed to end at 10. And I remember um, everyone was on their face all night long, and we looked, we, c- we sat up, and we looked at the, our watches. It was 1130. We went, oh, my gosh. Where are the adults? 
<laughs> it's the negative rapture or something. I don't know. I said, where are the where are the adults? We said, where are the adults? And we used to meet in a room like this. It was a storefront with all those wind with windows just like that, but with like a door in it. And we looked to the end. And this is this is the truth, guys. The presence of God was so strong on the room. All the adults were lined up outside the windows with their heads for an hour because the presence of God was so strong filling the room. You see, and I just, you know, getting to share with you guys for just a few minutes, I just feel like the jealousy of God. Man, I, when I found this, when I found this, and I found how good God really was. Man, I, I said, man, this is better. This is better. This is better than any alternative. This is better than anything I've tried. This is the best. I wasn't trying to be religious. I wasn't trying to be cool. I wasn't trying to be spiritual. I wasn't trying to be anything other than just, I just want more. This is the best thing I've ever found. There's something about you guys saying, you know what? I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to be spiritual. I'm not trying to be religious. I'm not trying to be anything. But I want to know God. I want to be filled with God. And God would do amazing things. I was praying and I had to look, to, I had to look up in the Bible to make sure the stuff was okay. I was praying. I was on my, my bed. And I got sucked out of my body. And I, that was an awkward thing. And I, I was flying through the air. And I, clouds are flying by. And I'm going, I'm, and I'd been praying, God, burn eternity on my eyes. But I was so scared. I'd never heard of this happening to anybody before. And so I went, no, 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 no. And it was like God, like, Drop me. And I went flying like a thousand miles an hour back through my roof, through my ceiling. And I actually missed my body, hit the floor, and bounced into my body. <laughs> Remember, if God takes you somewhere, go. Don't, you know, he might, you know, perp- I think he did it on purpose, you know, miss my body. <laughs> I've been praying, God, burn eternity on my eyes. Show me heaven, show me hell. I don't care. Just burn eternity on my eyes. <laughs> I, was, I was praying one night. I was in Baltimore. I was praying one night, and I heard a member of my youth group praying for me like they were in the room, except they were in D.C. I, and then I got sucked out of my body, and I started flying through the air. And again, I went, no, 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 no. And God put me back. I said, that's it. Who asks God to see heaven and then says no? I said, I'm toast. <laughs> I'm never going to see heaven. And then about a year later, I, uh, I, I went and laid down in my bed. And I suddenly I was, out, I was out of my body and I was in an encounter. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about, Jesus talks about this parable where there's a rich man and Lazarus and they both die. And one, one, one goes to be with the Lord and one goes to hell. And he says there's a great chasm that separates the, tr- the two. These are real places, guys. Real places. And I lay down on my bed and suddenly I'm in this encounter and I'm out of my body. And it's just like this, as real as this, guys. And, uh, and I heard the, and I was in the chasm. I was in a space between heaven and hell. And I heard the Lord say, you choose. And I, it took me like no time. I said, I only gave you two options because I just wanted to increase my odds. If you're telling me where I get to go, I'm going up. And as soon as I said, I'm going up, I was like Iron Man. I mean, I just poof, poof, and clouds, clouds, I'm going, stars, stars, just the universe. And off in the distance, guys, I see something glowing. And I'm, and I'm like rocket, uh, Iron Man, just flying towards it. And I see something glowing. And I'm getting closer. And it's a city. And it's glowing. And it has sapphire foundation stones all around it. And I said, it hit me, guys. I said, it's real. It's real. 
Like there's a heavenly Jerusalem. There's a heavenly city. This is, it's real. And I'm flying and it's just as real as this guy's, as real as day. And I get closer and closer. And I, the closer I get to it, I suddenly realize I'm underneath of it. And I'm flying right towards the sapphire foundation stones. And I had to look it up. It's in Revelation. It talks all about it. And I pop right through the bottom of the city. And I find myself on the floor <laughs> like this. And I'm like, what is going on? And <laughs> it's so crazy. And it wasn't a dream. It's, it, it's as real as this. I was there. And I, there was one of these rugs, like a, it, nicer than that, though. It was very, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Ben. It's good, but not as good as heaven's best. But <laughs> there was this, I was laying on this really nice um, oriental rug. And I'm on the floor. And I'm in this heavenly place. And I look in front of me, and there's um, bookcases built into the wall. And I look over here, right here, and there's a globe, like an old-fashioned globe like you'd find in a millionaire's house. And it's beautiful. And then I look to the, my, to the right, and there's a, um, a window, a bay window with a, a bench with cushions on it. It's so nice. Like, I'm in a really nice office. And I stand up, and I, I mean, I'm just like... Now what? Like, I, and I look behind me, and there's um, the backside of bookcases behind me. And so I, I just, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. So I just walk around the bookcases, and there's a desk, guys. And at the desk, Jesus was sitting there reading the book of Jeremiah. And he's got brown skin. He looks like he's from the Middle East. Brown eyes, brown beard. And he's reading the book of Jeremiah. And guys, when I saw him, I just fell to the ground and I just started shaking and I started crying and I stretched out my hand. I couldn't even look at him and I just stretched out my hand toward the desk and all I could say was, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And I don't know how long I sat there and he was sitting at the desk reading the book of Jeremiah. Side note, he looked real good. He had like a tailored button down uh, shirt on. I don't know. It was, it was like, he looked good. Nice clothes, shaven beard. He looks good. He's doing good up there, guys. And, uh, and dressed and dressing well. But anyways, I'm weeping. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And then he stands up and he walks out to the, uh, to this, to the left of the desk. And so I stand up and I stand there. Now, I want, I want you guys to, to, to track with me just for a minute. And then I want to pray for you guys. I want to bless you guys. But I stood there, and Jesus stood there, and he looked at me. Now, when, when Jesus looks at you, he sees everything. And I stood there, and I could, like, feel his eyes, like, cutting through like every part of me. I'm like, I love Jesus, but I wasn't like Jesus. You know, I had stuff. I don't want Jesus to see that stuff. And guys, I stood there in front of Jesus and his eyes, guys, it just pierced the depths of who I was. And I could feel it. I could feel him looking at me and looking through me. But here's the thing. I could feel all I could feel was love. And in that one moment, guys, I could tell he was seeing every part of me, the parts I was ashamed of, the parts I was scared to talk about, the parts I wished didn't exist, the stuff that I had done that I was so embarrassed and so ashamed of, you know, people that I had hurt and just stupid things that I had done. And he saw it all. And all I could feel was love. And in that moment, I was 100% known and 100% loved. And I want to tell you guys tonight, this is how Jesus sees you right now. Like he's looking in. He sees all your fears. He sees all your worries, your anxieties, your cares. He sees your struggles. He's not despising you because you don't have everything figured out. 
You know, when I was your age, I had things I was scared to death to tell people. Struggles that I was having and things that were going on inside of my brain. I wish weren't there, but they were there. And I, and I hope that's nobody here, but I want to tell you, I've been to some of the darkest places. And I felt the love of God rescue me. And he pulled me out. Jesus didn't just save me and forgive me and cleanse me, guys. He filled me with perfect love. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, we've been married, you know, over 15 years now. We've been serving Jesus. And I've watched, I've watched people, you know, sometimes they, you know, follow Jesus and sometimes they don't. And, and my wife and I, you know, we've, we've, we've gone through crazy times, you know. I hope none of you go through crazy times, but... You know, we've run out of food, you know, because we were planning a church and we just ran out of food. And I gave my kids the last food we had in the house. And, you know, my son almost died to this illness and is started bleeding internally. My four-year-old son, my firstborn son. And I've been in crazy places, but I want to tell you, in every season of life, man, the love of God, he just comes. He just comes. And it's not, it's not something for kids. It's not something for teenagers. It's not something for college students. It's, this is life. This is eternal life. And like for each of you to say yes to Jesus at even a deeper place and say, God, I just want to be filled with your presence. You know, this isn't like a thing I do on Wednesday nights. It's not, you know, well, some people are Muslim and some people are atheists and you know i'm christian and you know whatever and some people are new age no it's not that at all guys knowing god that is life and without knowing god you don't really have life i was scared before i encountered god I was scared, man, if I got alone in a room with God, you know, what would he even say to me? And I found when he came to me at, you know, just the scariest, darkest place in my life, I just found perfect love. He just drove out the fear inside of my heart. It's just the perfect love driving out the fear in my heart. And then he didn't just stop there. He filled my hands with miracles and signs and wonders you know I was in Nepal a few years ago and and uh, I saw a man uh, who was crippled in the back of the room and I had praying that I've seen lots of miracles you know cancers dissolve and tumors disappear and blind eyes open I've seen lots of miracles guys legs grow out all this stuff and I I had prayed that I would see somebody with no leg grow legs but everybody had legs in Nepal and I was so bummed And it was the, the end of the ser- the end of the the trip, and there was this guy. He probably had like severe cerebral palsy, and his hands were all crippled and atrophied, and his muscles he couldn't move. And I went right for him. And like in Nepal, like most people don't know Jesus. Like ninety eight percent of people in Nepal do not know Jesus, and so there's not a lot of people. There's not a lot of Christians, you know. And so there's not a lot of translators. And so I just go back there and I grab this crippled man, and I just start commanding, you know, legs walk arms move in Jesus name and I'm just going ham I'm just in Jesus name I'm, you know I'm just he's probably like why is this guy yelling at me you know in a language I don't understand but I'm just going at it and suddenly he goes Yesu which is Jesus and I thought legs walk arms move and I just keep on going at it. and then he goes hallelujah and I thought, okay, I've got to figure out what is going on with this guy. And so I go in, I go get the translator, I come back, and I say, can you please talk to this guy? I don't know what's going on. He goes, da 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 He goes, oh. He goes, well, he's very happy. <laughs> well, you know, he's still crippled. He hasn't moved. I mean, could you give me more? You know, why is he very happy? The translator goes, he says he has been mute since birth and now he believes in Jesus
I came to Jesus broken, addicted, confused. A really nasty guy, honestly. I found a God totally full of love. He was strong enough for my insecurity. He was strong enough for my confusion. He, didn't, he wasn't scared by my stuff. And he didn't just say, I forgive you. He filled me with his love. And he kept filling me with his love. And he's been filling me ever since. And he uses us to do amazing things. Things we could never dream of. But it never gets more complicated than knowing God. This is eternal life. That you and me would know God. So I want to pray for you guys. Can we um, can we do that, Josh? What's the best way to do it? Okay, why don't we stand up, guys? If I could get the youth leaders to help me make a few lines, because I know we don't have too much time. So if some of the youth leaders could just make, get everybody in some lines. I just, because this is the thing. And, and guys. Yeah, if you could just make a few, a few lines. Yeah, that's great. All right. Okay, so that's great. Okay, here we go, guys. This is what we're going to do. I do not have a magic wand, but when I lay hands on people, stuff happens. And I go, you know, my wife and I pastor a church in Lynchburg, and, you know, just we all are just seeking God, but I go around to churches all over the place, lay hands on people, and God shows up. But you know what? If you're here tonight... And I just feel like, man, in a group this size, there may be one or two people that you, you, really, you really don't know God. You know, you've been around God, but you don't, you don't know him. Tonight's that night where you say, God, would you show up? Would you, would you take my life? And, you know, I hope, like I said, I hope, I hope none of you guys having to deal with anything that I dealt with. I hope none of you do. But I want to tell you, if anything that I said, say, man, that remind, that sounds like me a little bit. I want to tell you right now, he will come to you. He will come to you. I was flying home from Nepal, and I sat down, to this guy, sat down next to this guy, and I was tired, and I, wanted, I missed my wife, and I missed my kids, and it was an Asian guy next to me, and he was taking up my spot, and I was not feeling like Jesus. <laughs> this is the same trip where the mute guy got healed. And I sat down in my seat, and I just pushed him. <laughs> I just pushed him over. I said, there's a language barrier. I'm not even going to try. Pushed him. And I sat down. Huh, hello. And we're flying. It's in the middle of the night. He goes, hello. I went, oh, my gosh. He speaks English. <laughs> I, I, he goes, why are you in Nepal? And I go into the thing. Well, I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. I tell people about Jesus. And it turns out this guy was from mainland China. And he goes, I've heard of Jesus before, but he had never heard the gospel. And it's midnight, guys, and I'm so tired. And, I'm, and I, he, goes, he goes, tell me about Jesus. And so I start telling him. I said, I said man, he, he loves you. He died for you. He'll forgive you. He goes, what happens if I mess up? He goes, will Jesus reject me? I said, no, he will not reject you. He will come after you. He goes, can Jesus save anybody? I said, he can save anybody. He goes, can he save my girlfriend? I said, he can't. He goes, what about my parents? Can he save them too? I said, yes, Jesus can save them too. He said, Jesus is so good. I said, yes, he is. And right there, 
He said, I want Jesus. He lifted up his hands in the middle. We're flying in the airplane, lifted up his hands in the whole airplane. He said, Jesus, I want you. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. And the, the whole and he with his hands stuck in the air, quiet. He goes, I can feel him. And he starts crying. He goes, I can feel him. He says, he's so good. I said, he is. And so I want to pray for you guys. So just put your hands out in front of you. You don't have to pray. You just be a sponge. You can just close your eyes. And I want to pray that you would know Jesus. Maybe more than you ever have before. I want to pray that God would so fill you with his love and with his power and with his presence. You would see things like you never dreamed you would see. Man, guys, I I met God in the back of that high school library and God sent me around the world. I I never imagined something like that. My parents, they never even been on airplanes, but God put me on all types of places. And he, so Lord, just come right now in Jesus name. So you guys just close your eyes and just be a sponge. I just want to bless you. So Lord, fill them up tonight. Lord. And you may feel something and you may not, and that's okay. But I want to tell you, and I'm praying, Lord, even release a new level of miracles, signs and wonders Father, I pray that they would know you. God, like you want them to know you, Father God. I pray they, for heavenly encounters and angels coming into their, their dreams at night. God, I pray for miracles and revivals that break out in their schools. And even in this youth group, Father, the, the revival that's happening here would deepen, Father. So bless them, Father. And I bless you guys tonight with grace just to spend time in God's presence. Guys, just grace, just to get alone with God. And man, if you're not, you know, I'm telling you guys, I had spent my whole high school time trying to get, making sure I had a girlfriend at all times, but it was not being in a relationship that made time for Jesus to come and change my life. And I just bless you guys tonight. I just bless you wherever you're at in your journey. I bless you. I bless you to know God is stronger than your fears. He's stronger than any shame, any difficulty, any confusion. Come, Lord, fill him. More. 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 And it's not about, like, you may feel something and you may not. And it, But, like, if you feel like you need to cry, just do it. If you feel like you need to laugh or kneel or... You know, it's not about falling over, shaking or rattling and rolling. It's not about those things. It's about Jesus. But if God starts touching you, just let him touch you. Okay, more, Lord. More. Just like a sponge, God, just fill it with your presence and your glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if you fall over, just stay there, okay? Clarity and light, clarity and light for a generation, that this would be written for a generation yet to be born, that they would know the Lord. I thank you, Father, for strength. God, I thank you for anointing. I thank you for boldness. I thank you... You know, as I began to encounter the Lord, you know, all the other voices, because I had spent, I would spend all my, like, my high school, like, reading magazines and reading books, and maybe some of you, you're, like, spending so much time on social media and reading opinions after opinions, and you know what? It doesn't lead to peace, and it doesn't lead you to fulfillment, but I would get along with the Bible. Whoa! I would get along with the Bible, and I would read, and I would actually feel better, I would feel better when I closed it. When's the last time you put your smartphone down and you felt better 
for the time you had spent on it. I'm telling you guys, but it's God's word. It's God's word coming into you. It's more, 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 from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Fill with the presence and the power and the glory of God. Lord, I thank you for pouring out your spirit right now in this room. Lord, even increase right now what you're doing, Father. I just bless every person here. And I thank you for impartation being released right now. God, even as I just lay hands on each one, Lord, that you're just coming and love being in love with Jesus and love with Jesus and love with Jesus and love with Jesus, Lord. More, more, more. God, I, I thank you for liquid love just coming more, more, like a sponge. More, 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 more. Just like a sponge just filling up people all over this room right now. I'm telling you, if you if you feel like you need to cry, do it. If you feel like you need to kneel, do it. You know, if you need to cry out, maybe some of you feel like you're burning, like you're burning, like, man, this is me. I, this is something that he's saying. Like, I can, this is for me. Maybe you're, you were looking at me tonight and you were saying, I could do that. I could do that. I could stand in front of people. I could talk about Jesus. Lord, I just release that right now over these people right now, over these sons and daughters of yours right now in Jesus' name. More, more. More, more, more. God, we ask you for a greater release, even of revival in this house. Lord, we ask you, Father, for those heavy presence, Father, even that people would be uh, afraid to walk through the door because the glory is so strong. Oh, so strong. God, that people would walk in here and fall on their face weeping under the love of God and the presence of God. More, more, more. The top of his head bottom of his feet more 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 just like a sponge just let him touch you right now just let him fill you up more 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 father i thank you for just a new uh level of activity of angels lord in this youth group Lord, I thank you, Father God, just for angels showing up and singing and, you know, just everybody hears it. Everybody sees it. The same thing, just angels just coming and bringing messages from heaven. Lord, I thank you, God, for a new level of faith for the miraculous. Wheelchairs being emptied, crutches being carried home. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You can do this. You can do this. I just bless you guys right now. Right now, in your high school, come on, I, I didn't go to a Christian high school, guys, and a revival, a little revival broke out, like 30 kids. We'd all carry our Bibles and look like nerds, but God was in it. God, just bless you guys right now. You got this. 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 Eternal life. This is eternal life. This is life to know God. More, 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 more. Thank you, Father God. Just, just every hindrance being swept away right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you. More, 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 more. Father, send another wave right now. More, 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 more. I would sit in my bedroom. I'd say, God, I want to know you. And God would show up and he'd fill me. And then I'd say, God, I want to know you more. And then his presence would come even stronger. And I would just stay there. And an hour would go by and two hours would go by. And I wasn't trying to be religious. I just found something that was so good. It was so good. It was the best thing I'd ever found, and it still is. More, 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 more. It's like a sponge from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. More, 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 more. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Bless him.
breath of rain to revive and revive. Your presence, your power, your glory. Father, just uh, hear that voice, Lord, come up here. It's new, new levels of just loving Jesus and just being available and just seeing God show up in unlikely places and unlikely ways. I just thank you, Father. Just bless you, man. Just bless you. Just be, be filled with God himself and you carry his presence. And More, Lord. More, more, more. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. More, 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 Lord. More, more, more. More, more, more. Even some of you guys tonight, God's going to love you to death. He's going to totally love you to death and you say man i don't have any options just one option it has to be jesus it has to be jesus it has to be love it has to be jesus so lord just more go deeper go deeper go deeper go deeper god go deeper god deeper than we've been before lord Deeper than we've been before, God. And I thank you, Lord, for that fiery love of God that's just cutting through, cutting through everything, everything that would try and trip us up, everything, God, that would try and get in the way or make things complicated or confusing. There's great clarity right now for your sons and daughters, Lord. This podcast was recorded live at our Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.